Hi people, it's been such a while. I think it's it's been what three, four weeks since I last created uh, a podcast for you guys. Um, I've, I've been dealing with a lot, including um, house move. So um, yeah, it's been hectic, but I have been meaning to do this uh, since Tuesday. On Tuesday, I turned. 34 years old you guys i don't know if that isn't old i don't know what is um and i wanted to create um a post or a podcast uh, about the life lessons that i have learned so far now this has been a tradition of mine from way back since i was i think 25 so it's been a decade of, of doing life lessons um every year that I turn a year older and this time it's 34 so I cannot in my right mind create 34 life lessons so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to create life lessons that I have learned so far in my early 30s I hope um, you guys can resonate with it or you guys can learn it learn from it so um, keep it here right So my 30s have been, they've been hectic. I, I, I almost cannot remember the moment I turned the big three to now that I'm talking about 34, mainly because a lot of stuff in my life has happened. And I mean, earth shattering stuff, so to speak, has been happening uh, in my life. Uh, when I turned 30, um, I was very young in my marriage, but then I got pregnant with my first baby. Was I 30? Yes, I was 30. I got pregnant with my first baby. So it was, it was a learning experience. It was a very new experience for me. Uh, the pregnancy, the birth, um, then taking care of him. Then, uh, I was still doing my graduate school. And even before I can lift my head up, to take a breath, I got pregnant with the second one. And uh, and then I had to resume graduate school and I was still working full time and I had to take care of two babies. So I'm 34, a mother of two. I have a home. Uh, I'm working full time. It's a lot. It has been a lot. And I think in as much as I learned a lot um, in my 20s, 30s have been baptism by fire you know how you think you're wiser you're better equipped uh, as you grow older sometimes the experiences leave you wondering what the hell I mean where were you hiding (laughs) how are you not clear on some of this stuff no one told me no one prepared me you know so um I will just kick it off with uh with lesson number one so um Top of the list is perfection is overrated. I repeat, (laughs) perfection is overrated. I remember when I was younger, um, we would pride ourselves in, I have to get this just right, just, just right. I have to make sure my living room looks a certain way. I have to make sure my assignment, everything is aligned to perfection. 
I have to make sure that whatever project I am creating, my PowerPoint has, they have to be aligned. The margins have to be great. I was that person, you know, but then with time, I realized with all the things I had taken on, uh, motherhood being the biggest part of it, I was going to die. I mean, (laughs) thinking about how a chair is not well situated while the baby is there bowling her heart out is simply not going to work you know thinking about how the flowers have to be planted a certain way they have to grow a certain way um well you know you you have to run a home you have to do your full-time job you have to uh finish your your education and 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 find time for yourself that is a lot and and honestly of importance is to just get it done you will refine it as you continue. So for me, perfection at this point in time, I have no time for perfection. I get it right. I just do it. And then anything else, we will think about it as we move on. So for me, that's lesson number one. Lesson number two was gratitude. Um, there was a time we we were discussing with, with my partner and we were like, it's, it's like, it's like a never ending race you know it's a vicious cycle once um you get money you pay the bills everyone is asking something from you we both have firstborn responsibilities it's like all you do is give 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 and in many instances it takes the life out of you and i realized that gratitude really really made a difference when it comes to uh when you when you retrospecting it you know when you're thinking about it and you want to feel bad you want to feel bad about your current situation um just going through listing down all the things that have gone right no matter how small they are totally changes your perspective you know it does not it does not take away from what you're going through however just looking at at the things that have gone right things that you have achieved really really helps put things put things in perspective and you strive for those small wins and and it gives you motivation to to try to keep trying and and keep pushing so for me uh gratitude is a very very big deal then um the other thing was uh picking my battles picking my battles and finding my peace. I Those who follow me from way back would see how I would go to my wall and my blog and rant and rant and rant about the state of affairs in the country, about some cruelty or unfairness that has been experienced, about the state of our services. I would rant a lot. I would rant about politics. And what that did, in as much as it was fun when you have conversations, it really took my spirit out. My energy would be totally drained. And these are some of the things I identified as these are energy drainers. <laughs> they don't give me peace because I will take a very long time um, trying not to think about it, you know, after the fact. Um, and also in an argument I don't, I really, really, really rarely argue anymore because I'm like, 
this is this is taking too much of my energy this is taking too much of my time so i pick my battles not just in relationships not just not just in our colleague conversations or friend conversations even in the marriage um i'm that person who is like if it 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 doesn't break me if it doesn't if it's not life or death you want to okay sour sour i pick my battles i just don't i don't push i don't have the need to always be right or to get it right i just want to to sleep better you know <laughs> just to be peaceful I, i want to find my peace yeah and i want to guard it jealously um i use the serenity prayer as my mantra you know um to find peace um to know the things that i can change and those that i cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference and when i am going through a really bad bad patch or when i'm anxious about something i remember that prayer and identify can i change this is this within my power uh will worrying about it uh, make a difference and just unpacking that in several situations has really really helped uh me find my peace okay the other thing that i have learned is to be categorical about my nos and about my yeses um i am ruthless these days uh about what i want and what i don't want um and i i'm very unapologetic about it i don't feel this fear of missing out and I, i i rarely have fomo anymore because i know um being invited to cocktails um on a friday or on a saturday is it going to work for me i know that i have kids uh, do i have help um is this within my plan had i planned to spend time with the babies if it's i know it's it's a no and and the other person has to understand if that's not okay with them then that is their problem if it's a yes it's a yes you know and and i have when i read uh the year of yes i think shonda rhimes that was way back it sounds so utopian <laughs> to just keep saying yes to a lot of things but i had realized that over time um my fear of failure my fear of of risk was pushing me to say no to a lot of opportunities a lot of chances and so i am really really trying to tweak that i am working on it it's not that i have got any tried but i am really really working on the element of saying yes so that for me has has been a nice change the other thing is sticking to my lane um and i think it also ties with the formal element um understand i have understood that life is a marathon everyone has their own lane everyone has their own pace and you cannot be keeping up with everyone and think that that is life first of all it is unnecessary pressure on yourself secondly i don't think you would be it would be what you want you know you you got to do what you want not what is being influenced by so many other people and you're going to drain yourself you're going to get in debt trying to keep up with people who you don't even know how they do what they do so for me i am very aware that i should not be pressurized by people i should not be pressured to 
to own something, be it land, be it a certain type of car, be it to live in a certain type of house, be it to get a certain level of education. If I want, if this is part of my plan, I can be inspired. Don't get that twisted, you know. There's, there, there's a way you can see people living their life and be like, oh, wow, that would be a really nice way, you know, or that's a really nice thing to have. But you have to be aware that it does not mean you reroute everything. You live beyond your means or you do things that you don't like. You have to be very, very clear about what you want and you run your race. It also ties into who your circle is. Okay, if if your people, if your circle is that of pressure, you have to do this, you have to do this. If you don't do this, you should not be part of our circle. That is very toxic habits, very toxic crowd. You need to have people who take you for who you are, whether you have money or you don't have money, whether you're sick or you're healthy. Really, friendship is like a marriage. When you think about it, it's actually even stronger than marriage. So you have to surround yourself with people who give you space just to be who you are, people who accept you for who you are and people who will provide support to who you are and what you want to be. So that actually ties to the point of keeping your circle small, tight and firm, right? The other thing is, I don't even know, I've lost count of, of the numbers um, self-care and self-love. <sighs> I started off by saying that I became a mother in my early 30s. And I got so burnt out. I got so exhausted, so fatigued, so frustrated. Because in between everything, um, dealing with two kids and everything else, and also societal expectations of what you should do as a mother, what is expected of you. I did not have time for me. It's it's weird how women, especially African women, we have been internalized to f- see that there is strength in suffering. I don't know how I can explain this. We were like, oh my God, she's such a strong woman. She went through all that, you know. Um, we glorify suffering and equate it to strength and i think that has influenced a lot of decisions and a lot of behavior patterns among women you know we don't we are selfless we want to suffer so that we can be called strong we don't have time for us you know if you're not sacrificing for your people your 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 husband uh, and your kids you're not a good woman you're not a good wife and those are the notions that we are simply demystifying at this time and age. Because really, you cannot care for others if you cannot care for yourself. So I have been learning. I, I, I wasn't good. You know, I was struggling. And I am slowly learning that I need to take care of myself. It's not selfishness. It is self-care. You know? Um, be it taking that road trip, be it going away for a day or two and getting that much needed sleep, be it a massage, be it going out for a walk, be it hiding in your room and watching a movie. You need to have time to decompress, 
to do something nice for yourself, to do something fun for yourself. Because when you are happy, that happiness, that positivity radiates to the rest of the family. So I have seen such a positive vibe since I started being conscious about taking care of myself. I am less frustrated. I'm less angry. I am less snappy. Uh, and, and honestly, it can only get better from there. So self-care has been a really, really good thing. Then um, the other thing has been um, in my early 30s is I have found myself more conscious and more aware to other people's experiences and other people's disadvantages and other people's vulnerabilities. Um, when I became a mom, and let me tell you, motherhood will be a very big point of reference here because that has been the biggest shift of my decade in the 30s. Um, what was I saying? Yes, uh, conscious to the fact Going through motherhood, I realized that women, women, our mothers dealt with so, so much silently, probably just murmuring amongst themselves in the name of motherhood. Some, be it health-wise, be it psychologically, be it financially, be it professionally, our women have been suffering and there was no public conversation around this. There was no awareness around this. So when we younger women get into this space, we are shocked, shocked that no one told us some of these things. I mean, surely. Something as simple as, Madame, you know, you will bleed for six weeks after you give birth. No one thought they could tell us that. You know, Madame, you might find yourself staying in a marriage because of the kids. No one ever, but we're not having this conversation. Like, Madame, you need to put aside a certain amount of money for a rainy day in case things doesn't work. Things don't work, you know. Young girls haven't even had conversations around uh, sexual reproduction, they've not had conversations around family planning, um, sanitary items, as in, wow, you guys, I became conscious to that and I feel like it's a burden that I have to carry of raising awareness around a lot of these issues that have been stigmatized, that are spoken in hushed tones, you know, um, talking about things like miscarriages, um, infertility. These are things that women deal with, but they're not even matters of national conversations. And I, I feel like opening, I just, a portal just opened for me. And I feel like it is my job to take part in this movement that will change things for our daughters and their daughters and their daughters after that, so that they know that they have support, they have knowledge and know-how of how to deal with these issues as they grow up, okay? So that's a very um, in-depth conversation. I have a podcast professionally where we tackle all things motherhood. Um, my blog does that. Um, 
So it's just, it's just a work in progress. And I am open to, if you have a cause um, directed towards women and the girls, I am game. We can always have a conversation to see how we can raise awareness about your causes. Um, finally, I think it's finally, um, I learned to, I learned to take myself as I am and to be kind to myself. It sounds so cliche, but that is a statement that cannot be belabored. Um, being aware of yourself means that you are aware of your strengths. You're aware of your weaknesses, you know, um, and learning how to leverage and, and improve on both fronts. Um, and that has really changed how I approach things. And it also has made it a bit easier on, on some of these things. So accepting myself physically, uh, my body changed a lot with, uh, pregnancy and birth and, Trying to get used to this body was such a weird face for me. And learning and accepting and knowing that, you know what, chick, it took nine months for your body to get where it got. Be kind to yourself. You should not expect to see results in a week or three weeks or even three months, you know. Um, however, uh the ability to know that it's not just about how you look, it's about how you feel, what you put in your mouth. Um, so that taking care of my health so that my kids can have me around for as long as is possible. Um, and then also knowing that there's some areas of myself that I need to work on, you know, areas of myself that I need to improve. And then the elements of myself that are so strong that I should leverage them for growth, be it career-wise, be it socially, be it, you know, any of the any of these other areas. And then talking to myself, like, Jambi, you know, be kind to yourself. All those words of affirmation you give your partner, you give your friends, try and reflect them on yourself, you know, and believe that shit. Because life is hard, you guys. Adulting is a scam. <laughs> It is the biggest damn scum. But you got to be kind to yourself. If if anyone is going to be nice to yourself, to you, it has to be yourself. Oh, guys, I forgot the other thing. The last one, last one. Um, this period redefined my relationship with money. Um, it wasn't more of the honeys uh, and the shopping and the, you know, but more of knowing that if you don't handle your finances correctly, your kids could sleep hungry. Your kids might not get an education, you know. Your kids could sleep out in the cold. The moment kids come into the conversation, you realize that it's not just about you. And you have to plan your finances accordingly. You know how to stretch. <laughs> to stretch a key, a thou. To last for days and days on end and ensure that your kids are fed very well, they are healthy, and the family is okay. For me, that was such a huge transformation. Just realizing there were so many things that I was taking on that were absolutely unnecessary 
But back then, I'd considered them to be totally necessary. And there's so much potential, so much more that I can do with the money. So um, the ability to budget for me has been a newly found skill that I absolutely love. I also learned about financial investments like the education policy, life policy, uh, unit trusts, um, Emma Kiba. Um, it has really, really opened my eyes up because you realize that it's no longer just about you. It's about the future. It's about how your kids are going to be and how you are going to be for your kids. So, um, yeah, my relationship with money has definitely changed. It's not there yet. But I am working <laughs> on getting to that level of, you know, being comfortable. Being comfortable knowing that everything has been taken care of, uh, including savings and, and the kids are fine. Yeah, and, and then we'll pick it up from there. So for me, um, in a nutshell, those are the lessons that I have learned. There are a lot more, but I I condense that to those, how many are they? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten lessons. Oh, how's about that? Ten lessons um, that I have learned in my early 30s. So thank you guys for your time. Do let me know in the comment section um, any lessons that you guys have learned, anything I missed. Um, and then I'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.